Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me here. My name is Fabio Capponi. I'm the CEO and director of Western Atlas Resources. Western Atlas Resources is a junior mining company. It's currently focused on the exploration of the Middlebank project located in Nunavut, Canada. It is a project with a district scale footprint, so that provides an opportunity for multiple discoveries. We strategically located along trend and adjacent to the Middlebank and Amaru producing gold mines, both belonging to a Nicol Eagle. Uh, there are excellent infrastructures in the area. We fully permitted for uh, exploration and we've been running an extensive exploration properties on the, uh, uh, sorry, uh, program on these properties for the past four and a half uh, years. Uh, and this exploration program uh, um, led us to the first uh, a diamond drill program on some of the several targets that so far we have identified in the area. Brilliant. Fabio, lovely to meet you. We've not spoken or met before, so I'm, I'm keen to hear your story. Looking forward to it. Um, right, you have to gold and uh, also some base metals. Nickel, nickel it seems to be uh, the thing that's, that sticks out predominantly. And we'll get into that in a second, your Meadowbank project. But first of all, let's talk about you. So what's your background? Correct. Okay, I started as a business developer in the natural resource space uh, over 18 years ago. I started developing natural resources projects in uh, Europe and then in Latin America. I was then asked by the CEO and co-founder of Endeavor Financial, a merchant bank focused on natural resources, to join the, uh, the bank here in Vancouver. I did so. I left uh, uh, in 2008. One of the managing directors left a few months apart. Together, we co-founded CB Gold Inc. with an exploration asset in, in Colombia. The company was eventually acquired. Uh, in 2015, and uh, I then co-founded Western Atlas Resources, and I'm currently serving as a CEO and director of the company. Fantastic. Okay, and you, you seem to have got quite a lot of the Grand Columbia Gold guys uh, involved in this. What's the connection with them? That is correct. I started as a business developer of uh, natural resources projects that the group was uh, uh, at the time putting together, uh, and. Uh, so when I, uh, I've been working in and out with them for uh, almost 20 years, and um, all of them uh, have been shareholders uh, and investors in all of my uh, uh, ventures, all of my companies. And when I started, I co-founded Western Atlas Resources with the chairman of the company, uh, Serafino Iacono, who ends up also uh, being the uh, co-founder and executive chairman of Gran Colombia Gold, the largest gold and silver underground producing company in Colombia, uh, former uh, co-founder and CEO Bolivar Gold uh, that uh, with an exploration asset in Venezuela sold to gold fields for over $300 million, co-founder of Aris Gold, uh, uh, currently uh, developing a multi-million asset gold deposit in Colombia, and many others. So a little bit of uh, management and directors together, we raised uh, over the past three decades over $5 billion to finance natural resource projects. And uh, so we believe that we've been uh, able to assemble the right mix of technical and business skills that are gonna enable Western natural resources to move from exploration towards development and eventually uh, production. It's important to stress that Gran Colombia owns 26% of Western natural resources and they have acquired their stake through two public financing rounds. So they back us 
financially and also technically. I mean, I'm talking to Serafina. I mean, he's known in, from the oil and gas business and also now laterally mining, but mainly South America. Okay. What are you guys doing up in Nunavut? Well, when I, when uh, CB Gold was acquired, at that time, the market was favoring a little bit uh, safer jurisdiction, if you like. So and we've been developing natural resources projects in, uh, in, as you say, in Latin America for practically forever. And uh, we wanted to diversify a little bit. And uh, Canada, of course, offered huge opportunities in that sense, geologically speaking. Uh, we studied, uh, we checked and studied different projects, different areas. We ended up um, uh, looking at the technical reports of an eco-legal for the middle bank area, we realized that there were uh, areas contiguous to their uh, two producing mines that were left uh, uh, unstaked. Uh, we did stake those properties. And uh, again, we run an extensive exploration program since. Okay. Remind me just for technically for people watching this who may be on, on where. So if something has been staked... Uh, just, sorry, if something has not been staked, that means it hasn't necessarily been explored. So Agnico Egil will not have looked at these unstaked properties. Is that what we're saying? Uh, there has been very limited exploration program uh, on these areas, but they have never been drill tested before. Right. So I give you an example. Uh, literally a week after we staked, uh, we got fully registered after staking these properties, Anico Legal has announced that they were going to develop the Amaruk mine. The Amaruk mine uh, or the Amaruk deposit has been uh, looked uh, uh, by probably five companies, uh, including uh, large uh, mining companies, and each one of them has passed on it uh, until Anico Legal took it. And right now it's a 5 million uh, ounces gold uh, deposit. They are uh, mining open pit and they are actually expanding the, the project also under, underground. So it's not that uncommon, right? That some properties uh, get left alone for various reasons and then someone else um, move faster. Let's put it this way. Okay, so if, if I look at I mean, what in its current guise, how long has the company been going? You mentioned four and a half years there. Is that, is that how long you've been involved? Was this another vehicle prior to that? No, 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 no. Completely. It's, uh, it was Western Natural Resources is a company that we founded brand new. Uh, Myself and the chairman of the company are actually the largest individual shareholders in the company. We have acquired our stake uh, in each financing round and on the market. So it's a brand new company that we co-founded. And uh, we ended up, uh, again, uh, uh, bringing in the Middleband project by staking directly the project. So how much money have you put in, you, you personally? Over a million dollars. Right, okay. Personally. So it's, it's, me it's meaningful. As I always do, I did the same with uh, CB Gold uh, and so the chairman of, of the company. We all invested that we all put our money where our mouth is. Okay, so it's sitting at around 7 million uh, bucks market cap today. How much money has gone okay. into the company since its incarnation when it, when it started? We raised approximately $9 million. So 1.6 was private, uh, pre-RTO, 2 million during the RTO at 20 cents. And then from there, two rounds, a uh, mix of flow through, non-flow through, one in 2019. That's where Gran Colombia has acquired the first take in the company after visiting the project. Uh, and then an additional round last year uh, where we raised $3.6 uh, uh, million 
again, in a mix of flow-through and non-flow-through uh, shares. And Gran Colombia has acquired in that round the second stake. Got it. Okay, so it's around nine million bucks today. Fine. So um, it just Correct. want to un understand some of the numbers before we kind of get into this. Right. Let's talk about Nunavut. It's not an area I know particularly well. Uh, very far north, Canada. What's that do in terms of issues around seasonality, being able to work there all year round? Okay. Uh, so first of all, the reason why we decided to focus on Nunavut is it, it is a pro mining jurisdiction with four decades of prosperity mining. Uh, the geological potential of the area is uh, enormous. There are over 13 million ounces in proven and probable reserves and over 15 million ounces of gold in measured and indicated resources already certified in the area. What it really attracted us, we were looking for big opportunities. So the ability to stake a nominal cost, so directly without intermediary, uh, properties with obviously geological potential, but also district scale footprint. Right, that provides an opportunity for multiple discoveries, as it is the case of a Nicol Eagle. Uh, the Middle Bank project of a Nicol Eagle is made of three uh, uh, three deposits, both of them three discoveries. So the Amaruk satellite mines 50 kilometers away from it, and and so that's the reason why we decided to uh, to focus on uh, uh, Middle Bank. The sorry, second part of your question was. Uh, uh, related to? Well, it's just the seasonality component. The seasonality, yes. It is um, It is obviously, unless you have a Nicol Eagle's budget, uh, Nicol Eagle uh, drills and explores year-round. Uh, so no problem. Uh, the problem for us as a junior mining company, we get to stop generally between uh, November and uh, uh, April. Uh, the reason being not even uh, the fact that it's cold is the blizzard that uh, uh, you know it can create standby and for a junior mining company that could be a problem uh, right uh, from a budget perspective so we tend to stop during that uh, period of time and because of the seasonality and because we are a junior mining company uh, the company has been working also to uh, add additional projects to its portfolio projects that the company can work uh, year-round Right. Okay. So maybe we can talk about some of the other projects. I know you've got something in Venezuela, et cetera. Um, yeah. but, but let's, let's focus on, on Meadow Bank, if, if you don't mind. On the Meadow Bank. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's your kind of the flagship project. You've also mentioned Agnico Eagle about 30 times in this conversation. So we know they're there. We know they're a big name and it's a, it's a validation for you're in the right part of the world. But what's the game plan here for you? You're, you've staked property near them. Do you think you can work this up to a state where they be could become interested or you work this up as a standalone project in its own right? I mean, what, what, what do you believe that you've got here? Because you haven't done much drilling. Well, so the, what's the plan? We, we just started drill testing one of the several targets that we have there, right? That's, that's important. There's a lot of work to do. Uh, but what is really important is the fact, and I mentioned an equal legal continuously because we have been working with them uh, for the past four and a half years, they've been supporting Western Atlas resources with logistics. Just to give you an example, this past year, uh, during the drill program, they provided us fuel, uh, uh, fuel transportation. Uh, they provided us with three containers of so consumable and spare parts. So all the logistics supports that Anico Legal is providing Western Atlas resources translates, if you like, in an indirect form 
of investment in Western natural resources. That's obviously interested uh, in the sense that if we discover something, uh, they are the natural acquirer of that uh, uh, project. Why? Because Anicolicola has invested over a billion dollars in the area. Uh, just to give you an example, Mitobank ceased commercial production in 2019. And uh, in September 2000, in uh, December 2019, Amaruk started commercial production in December 2019. All the ore that right now is mined at Amaruk is transported uh, via long old tracks uh, by, uh, uh, for 50 kilometers from Amaruk down to Middlebank, where Anicoligo still has all the uh, processing plant, mining facilities, all these things. So there's no need to build another processing plant. There's no need to build anything else there. The local exit, the, sorry, the obvious uh, exit strategy for a project like the Middlebank project that is owned by Western Natural Resources, it's obvious, uh, you know, an eco-legal. Uh, and that is not a secret, right? That's, that's the reality. And I guess that's also the reason why they keep on supporting the company uh, with logistics, because I, you know, to use their own words, they need new discoveries. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but I just want I just wanted you to be clear with people coming in and looking at this because the seven million market, it's it's of a certain size. Liquidity is going to be doing you know what it's doing. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's a tough gig. But if you're saying it's no secret, then what you can be clear about is saying right, it's a binary outcome. Either Agnico Eagle. Uh, we we give Agnico Eagle the information they need to go. We need this, or you can't give them that information, right? So, what is it that you think they're going to need to see from you, and how much time, money, and effort is that going to take? More uh, definitely more drilling. Uh, they want more drilling, um, and based on that, there will be you know. We will, I guess we will progress from simply supporting the company from a logistic point of view to a different kind of uh, uh, support. The long-term stra long strategy of the company, Western Natural Resources, in order to deliver value to the shareholders, it, it goes from development and eventually monetization of currently existing assets, right, uh, like the Middlebank project, to joint venture acquisition of uh, additional uh, assets, right? So again, we, the natural buyer of the Middlebank project along the way and upon a discovery is uh, an Eagle Listen, they just finished uh, uh, acquiring uh, Hope Bay, uh, TMAC resources right there in the area. So uh, an Eagle is expanding. I, just to give you an example, we practically surrounded by their exploration properties uh, and they are investing a lot of money in exploration in the area. I think the the total drilling that they plan for this year in Nunavut is under ten thousand meters. That tells you a lot. It does. It does tell you a lot. But here, here's the challenge that you you guys have come up against. And look, I know Serafino knows how to make money. He knows how to do deals. So I understand yeah. that. But I'm trying to understand what's the game plan here because it gets to that point where if you don't have the competitive tension, i.e., another bidder who could come in here, Agnica Eagle just sit there and they can wait and they can wait and wait, even if you do provide the information which they need, right? You need, uh, you need to think that they need, uh, they need more reserves, right? The um, Amaruk mine is a 5 million ounces deposit, but it's going to be depleted in a few years, right? And the investment that they've uh, uh, made in the area, uh, 
is, is huge. Obviously, they're not there uh, just to wrap up things and leave. Uh, again, they, they themselves are exploring, are currently drilling, and some of their drill targets are contiguous to our drill targets. All the, so the, the mineral properties we have are distributed in three blocks. Block A is between the Amaruk mine and the Mindobank mine. Block B is south of the Middlebank mine. When I say uh, between or south, I, I mean contiguous, uh, adjacent. So, and block C is uh, between the, uh, the block B and the Greyhound project. So we own all the properties uh, that practically, uh, you know, are between their two producing mines. And there has been an attempt back in the days, they tried to stake uh, those properties. They applied uh, in order to uh, stake those properties, but that was after we got fully registered. So the application got rejected because overlapped with our property. So there is clearly an interest from a geological perspective um, for those properties. Uh, we just ended up to, to do it uh, uh, you know, earlier. Uh, and, and again, it's not a secret that the Amaruk is a satellite deposit. So it's going to be depleted uh, in five years. And, you know, five years for a mining company like Nico Legal is nothing. No, I, I agree with this. But what I'm trying to, what, here's, I'm going to assume your team knows what it's doing. I'm going to assume it can create a drill program, which is going to allow them to discover comparable numbers to what Agnico is used to. I'm going to make that assumption just for this part of the conversation, okay? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what you're going to need to do is be able to say to the market, this is an obvious buyer. I'm not quite sure of timing because Agnico can, you know, they could go quickly, they could go slowly, who knows, right? But you're going to need yeah. to fund that exploration program you, by being clear about that specific strategy because this isn't necessarily because of who owns the property only going to be a standalone property. It needs to become interesting enough for Agnico Eagle, and you're going to need to persuade the market that it will be interesting enough for Agnico Eagle to get that money. You're going to need to get some money in to fund this, not unless the group wants to fund this, right? Well, again, Gran Colombia is uh, financially right now backing uh, uh, Western Atlas uh, resources. They, they've done that in the past. They express interest and keep on doing that. Keep in mind that the technical team of Gran Colombia uh, visited the, the the project. They did not invest in Western Atlas blindly. They came uh, to visit the project. They liked what we were doing. They spent time there. They spent time reviewing all the assessment reports, the geological work that we had done. They liked the potential that these properties offered. And so they're willing to support the company along the way. Um, you you know, and that's very important because wouldn't have been uh, supported, let's say, by a, such a large group financially and technically, then I would agree with you. But because we are not in strict need of money right now, and we have uh, a partner like Gran Colombia, uh, that gives us uh, more negotiation power, if you like, right? Yeah. Okay. About that, and, and I know I know uh, Sophia well enough to know that, that that's probably the case. Um, let's let's talk about the money that you have got today. So how much money have you got in the bank today? So we, uh, as per la latest uh, financial statement, we have over two million dollars in uh, cash. Uh, we have a very tight lead on uh, GNA, no debt, 
so and uh, we're very careful uh, with the way we manage money. So that's enough for us. And the majority of it's, it's our money. So to give an example, um, the properties that we own are already in good standing for up to 10 years. Why? Because so theoretically, we don't have to spend a single cent on the properties in order to maintain the properties in good standing. Why? Because of the work that we had done uh, in the past. So again, we well finance. We don't have impelling uh, 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 expenditures that we need to make in order to maintain the titles in good standing. And we backed uh, back financially by uh, Grand Colombia. Okay, so what are we doing with 2 million in terms of what, go, what goes in the ground? I know you focused on one target specifically, and that's throwing up some, you know, some. Yeah, well, that's a little the, bit of nickel, cetera, that is but, the first target. Yeah. Correct. Th th that is the first target that we started drilling uh, 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 this past year. Uh, uh, it's one out of the six uh, targets that so far we have identified in the area. Three in Block B, south of the Middlebank Mine. Three in Block A, uh, between the Amaruk and the Middlebank Mine. And so the plan for the company, we actually currently amending the permits that we have in order to expand the exploration footprint in the area by building a camp that can host up to 40 people and we and, uh, and it's going to make able to drill uh, demo drilling uh, up to 20,000 meters per season uh, uh, and use up to a rigs uh, in the area, which is quite a bit uh, for a junior mining company and uh, operating in that area. Uh, so the last year, just to give you an example, so the, the next plan, sorry, for uh, uh, in terms of drill program is to start drilling about 8,000 meters diamond drill program. Uh, within tar uh, target B1, block B, and also start drill testing uh, uh, block A, again, between the Amaruk uh, and the Middlebank mine. Okay. So, okay, I understand that. You're going to need to raise some more money, aren't you, to be Correct. able to get on and do a proper drill program, right? Because you know, last year, there were some timing issues with dr drilling. Is that right? Uh, last year, we drilled. No, last year, we drilled. Well, it was due more to COVID, right? But we were one. Uh, we were the actually the only company that was allowed to uh, explore and drill in the area. We were admitted in Becker Lake. We stayed in Becker Lake. We drilled uh, uh, three thousand five hundred uh, uh, meters uh, diamond drilling last year, and we spent thanks again to the logistical support of a Nicole Eagle. We were able to contain costs, so we spent one point seven million dollars in total. Uh, for 3,500 meters. That's that's not bad considering the area. And again, you can only do that because of, of, of the existing infrastructures that have been put in place uh, by other companies there in the in the area. Keep in mind that we're based in Becker Lake. So we operate uh, out of Becker Lake. All the team is based in Becker Lake. We have two houses there. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's all the possible... Uh, Logistic facilities you may want in the area, right? Okay, so and that saves a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, I want to say so, so. In terms of the plan going forward, let's start with this year's drill season. I mean, we're right in the middle of drill season, aren't we? You said eight, yeah. April through to what, October, November, yeah, something like this. So yeah, you can go from April up to October. So the, the plan is to keep on drilling these properties in order to prove uh, the uh, both the precious metal side and the newly discovered 
base metal uh, like nickel, cobalt, chromium, what we call the minerals of the future. Listen, this is very important discovery. World is going towards electrification. And as I said before, we shouldn't even be surprised to have a discovery on, on the precious metal side and not far from it, a discovery on the base metal side. Not that far from me, the bank, there is a nickel producing mining company, Rennillet, there in Nunavut. It used to be a, rank, uh, a nickel producing mining areas. So when I say that we own this district scale, we have these, these mineral properties with a district scale footprint that can provide a, a, an opportunity for multiple discoveries, that's what I'm referring to. And again, most of the companies that operate there in the area uh, end up discovering more than a deposit, more than a single deposit within a few kilometers uh, from the other. So, but again, on the nickel thing, it's going to rely on someone else doing something. So there's an existing nick, private nickel producer. Similar sorts of grades? Is What are they processing? Similar sorts of grades, absolutely. And, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sulfide? It's uh, ultramafic. It's yeah. sulfide. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, and... Uh, and uh, yes, it is. Uh, it, it is not high grade, but it's broad intercept. So it's a, a large bulk tonnage, if you like. And if you think about it, we are. It's a near surface, eighteen meters uh, uh, from from surface. Okay, so if that that's where well, the mineralization starts. Yeah, so you you would hope there's enough contained metal there, and that's, that's just a transportation job down to someone else's. You do concentrate. And that's a problem yeah. for engineering. You produce concentrate and stuff like that. But it's another. It's no, so at no point are you saying to people, "We will get into production and we'll process this," because you will be building hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of, of plant and equipment, etc. That's not the plan. The plan is there are no, Agnico no. Eagle, the focus right now, the middle, yeah, yeah, Agnico Eagle on, on on gold, and then you've got nickel current private nickel company, which there could be a conversation with. Right. So that, again, I'm just trying to understand the mentality here because some people come on the show where early stage exploration, but we're going to be producing gold. And I, I, it kind of, it's kind of, you know, a difficult conversation. No, to listen, uh, have. The, I, I, I repeat, there is a clear strategy for uh, uh, the Middlebank project. And the strategy is uh, to prove uh, uh, mineral, gold mineralization, precious metal mineralization, and to monetize the asset. This is the strategy for uh, the Middlebank uh, project. Uh, there is an obvious buyer there, and then there is a long-term strategy for Western Atlas resources. That's that's a different case. And and, and so the but the end game here is move this pro this project on. You've, I know we've got Venezuela. We've, we sort of touched upon earlier, but would you be looking at other projects? Are you looking at because I mean, like a seven million market cap? I get the group, the power of the group, but. What, what's the future for Western Atlas? Because otherwise it's just going to be slow movement sideways with small exploration budget here. Is that going no. to get the market excited? We, we have been uh, titled, titled uh, sorry, uh, working hard on uh, adding additional projects uh, to the company portfolio. So uh, we've been working and reviewing several projects, either with historical data, or early stage projects where we can add uh, value to the drill bit. Uh, um, we have been uh, um, running due diligence on some of these projects, and uh, you know, eventually we're gonna bring in uh, uh, one or more uh, additional assets into the company portfolio. So the company has been working hard on this, and um, I would say that we are close to at least a potential acquisition. Okay, interesting. Well, let us know when you do. Um, 
question sent in. Actually, someone's talking about, wants to understand, will you, do you have any plans for any share consolidation in the near future? Not at the moment. Should, uh, not at the moment. Should the, uh, um, a consolidation be required, we would take that into consideration. But at the moment, 160 million shares issued outstanding uh, with, uh, on a fully diluted basis, some of the options and warrants are going to be soon expiring. So the uh, fully diluted basis will be much lighter pretty soon uh, or eventually monetized, right? Like we had so the, some of the option holders have, have already exercised some of the options, right? So, uh, but, you know, we don't have that kind of uh, uh, plan to consolidate at the moment. Okay. Fine, and, and there's no there's no more money coming through in, from warrants either. I assume every, everyone's underwater, are they? All of them are out of the money. Okay, right fine. Fabio, thank you so much for introducing the project to us. Um, it's not one we'd we'd um, come across before, so um, stay in touch with us. Let us know how you get on, especially with the M and A uh, component and, and and the drilling and any future fundraising. Okay. Thanks, Matthew. And I uh, just want to leave you with uh, why do we believe Western Atlas Resources is a good investment again? Uh, district scale uh, uh, footprint mineral properties located strategically located along trend and adjacent to the two largest gold producing mines in Nunavut, uh, Canada. Uh, we fully permitted for exploration. There are excellent infrastructures in the area. We own the properties 100%, no option royalties or edge of any sort uh, in the area. Uh, we fully committed uh, uh, and invested with the company, myself and the chairman of the company, Serafino Iacono. Uh, we are the largest individual uh, um, uh, shareholder in the company. Gran Colombia owns 26% uh, of the company. They acquired the state to two public finance around. They backed technically and financially Western Atlas resources. And we have a long-term strategy to unlock value for our shareholders. Again, monetization of currently existing assets, such as the Middlebank project, and joint venture acquisition of additional assets, either with historical data or early stage uh, assets. So stay tuned and thank you again. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.